welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo. Hey. Hey. I'm a year older. Yes, you I are. I feel like I'm a little wiser. You look crustier. That's for I sure. I feel crustier. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm old. Yes, or older. I was like, maybe it's time for a career change now that I'm older and I'm a little wiser. Like, maybe I should become like a professional rapper, um, maybe a politician. Not with all that peanut butter in your mouth. Good luck. Nom, 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 <laughs> nom. Stick to the podcast, nerd. All right. Exactly. So, uh, coming off a of special football weekend where I went and saw the Browns hungover, uh, get dominated by Tom Brady. Tom Brady came back, and what did Tom Brady do? Tom did what I thought Tom was going to do. He just destroyed us. He brought the wrath. He brought the wrath. Of Tom. Wrath of Tom, man. How did that treat you on your fantasy team? It was amazing. I started him. I changed the name of my team to Wrath of Tom, and they uh, they pulled through and destroyed the other team. Yeah, I, t- I tweeted out before the game. I took a picture of Tom. like He was warming up right in front of me. There's a lot of Patriots fans there. I yelled, I yelled at Tom. I told him to eat a, eat a D. Yeah. Uh, he didn't acknowledge me back. It's probably because he knew who's going to make me eat the D. Right. Yeah. Figuratively, not literally. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he did. I tweeted out. I was like, I have a bad feeling about today's game and Tom Brady coming in here and not being nice to my Cleveland Browns. And he's not probably no. going to be nice the rest of the year. No, he bent him over the knee and he gave him the spanking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they hurt. They hurt. I think so. he's just going to be a man on a mission here. Uh. We enter week six. We're getting into it, man. Yeah, man. It's getting, it's, we're into the season. We're, Every year, we're like, God, it goes by so fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, with Dynasty Fans football being 365 days a year, we spend, you know, months upon months getting ready for the season. And then for some people, it's already over. It's, right. They're, they're sitting there 0-5 going, man, my team blows. What do I do? What do I do? What do you do? You stay the course. Or... Or you blow it up and, and move on. Depends on on what your team looks like. At 0-5, I hope you already blew it up. Like, I, I hope you realize. Or well, not. I mean, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you have some older pieces, you're 0-5, you're not going anywhere, it might be time to start selling. Yeah, I think even now, like, even some pieces that are even, like, where everybody knows, like, it's short-term value. Guys like maybe some of these symbols we're going to talk about, like Cameron Meredith, or maybe a guy like Larry Fitzgerald who doesn't have any long-term value. Some guys on those, even guys that people know their short-term value, the closer we get to the playoffs, the more that that value goes up and more that people are going to be willing to pay for that short-term value, value knowing that they're overpaying for it, but okay because they're making that push, which is rightfully so, right? Like Absolutely. I mean, like Frank Gore or somebody like that, you know, one of these guys that is really literally on their last leg, but they're still producing, um, another team might want them. Yeah, with the news of somebody who's even they're going to retire, like Larry, the rumor is Larry Fitzgerald is going to retire at the end of the year. But say you need a receiver. Say you had Eric Decker. Right. And you're like, man, I can't win without one more receiver. I want Larry Fitz. What do you, what do you want for Larry Fitz? Oh, dude, I need a 17 second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Man. I'm trying to play nice here. I'm trying to be a fair dynasty owner here. I'm asking what you want for Larry Fitz, and you're pretty much asking for my firstborn. You know those 17 seconds are valuable. But that might just be the price. Yeah. Listen, buddy, I need a 17 second. I'm going nowhere, and I'm in rebuild mode. And you have no players you're going to offer me because, look, you're asking for Larry Fitzgerald. What are you going to give me? Eric Decker? I don't want Eric Decker. I'm in rebuild mode. Give me your 17 second. 
And now since you're being a little whiny bitch, I want your 17 third too. Oh my. Uh, so that's called hardball. It is called hardball. Now <laughs> now you're in a now you're in a pickle. You're in a little pickle. Uh, and you gotta be like, well, I can't give you my second and third. That's just that's illegal in all fifty states. Yes. Okay, that's called rape. <laughs> and I refuse to stand by and let you Donald Trump me. Okay? I want I will not do it. But I'll give you my fourth. I <laughs> <laughs> will give you a second and a fourth. But you got to do, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you, you can't be like, oh, I can't give you my 17 second. You got to be like, yeah, I'll give you my 17 second for Larry Fitz, which might not even be enough. Right. This is, um, this is the time of year. It's going to start creeping up here in the next few weeks for sure. Yeah. And, and be proactive. Like if you feel like this, you're on the precipice and you can make this move to get ahead in even, the, I mean, if you, even if you're doing well and you need to set a little bit edge, like you use a couple more points. You might want to look at start looking at those low ball teams, the teams that are doing bad, and say, okay, these are the teams I can approach. They're clear. They're clearly at this point. We know who's kind of out of it, and what assets on that team can I try and get off of them for what I feel is good value for me? Like you're approaching them first right. with the offer, compared to them approaching you with the offer, and you can look at these teams and say, okay, he's not going to give up him. He's not going to give up him because he's rebuilding. So obviously, he needs this youth. But look, yo, yeah, he's got Larry Fitzgerald. He's got Brandon Marshall. Wow, he's got Brandon Marshall. I could use Brandon Marshall. What can I give him? What younger piece that I'm not totally sold on and a draft pick can I give? You know, I want to keep my 17 first. But, I mean, there's a guy that's worth a 17 first. I think we talked about this last week as well about saying don't be afraid to give up that first if it's a guy that you can probably get a couple of years out of who's still older. Right. Right? Sure. Like a guy like Demarius. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're in position to win a championship, that literally is the only thing that matters in, yeah. in the future. I mean, the hell with it. I mean, you, it could be a blown draft pick anyway. I mean, you never know. And what's key about doing something like that now is it's going to propel you in your standings. Because the key, I mean, most dynasty leagues have 16 playoffs. Most team, most do. Right. With the top two getting a buy. Now, if you play top four, well, kudos to you because I like that. I like, you know, I like the good teams missing out too. But creme de la creme only. The creme de la creme. But if it is six, that first round buy is huge. Oh, heck yeah. So you just don't want to make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden you've got to face Michael Crabtree and Julio Jones when they score 80 points combined. You want to get that first round buy and put yourself into that top four seed. In. And making a move now might put you in position to do that. Give that edge you can. And it also stops other teams from doing that and taking the edge and being proactive and jumping in there and saying, hey, your team is a giant turd, Ferguson, and you need to release the Kraken and give me a piece of that. There you go. Yeah. Well said, my friend. Yeah. Don't make me Bill Cosby you into this. Jesus. Just give it to me. Give it to me reasonably. <laughs> All right. Good Lord, man. We have guys like Michael Crabtree. You probably get off of some rebuild teams. Guys are really good. If you come, right. you come aggressive, you know. Maybe you offer, I mean, definitely if you get real aggressive, maybe you get some, like, two good players. You offer a 17 first, an 18 first, and, like, a young player. And get, like, real, like, two good players. Kill two birds with one stone. Whoa. Now you're talking wheeling and dealing right there. Now I'm talking about a murdering an innocent bird so you can make a move. Just picking up a rock and throwing it at two birds. Rich, you're, feel, you're aggressive tonight, man. I am. Wow. I'm feeling it. I'm like, listen, birds. Hey, what, I, whatever happened to that offer that you were supposed to give to me last week? Well, Oliver, was that? Uh, I think you said you were going to give me a first-round pick for Alshon Jeffrey. A first-round pick for Alshon. Let me write this down. <laughs> Rich, don't forget to give Matt an offer of Alshon Jeffrey for a 17 first. Yeah, sure. I don't even need a receiver in that league. I'm surprised Juan hasn't made that offer for you. 
Amen. Well, I think Juan's going to go farther than you in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I saw that look you gave me. What? what? Wow. How many wins you got this year? In that league? Yeah. Uh, three. Hmm. You or no, two. Oh, that's in Smash Mouth? Yeah. Correction. Offer Matt a first in Smash Mouth. Yeah. That's the league he has him in. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Um. So let's get into, since we're talking about throwing stones at things, right? Sure. What happened to Charles Sims? Um, somebody threw a stone at his knee, apparently. And that came got, out of nowhere, right? Yeah, man. He must have got nicked in the game or something and played through it, and now he's just sent to IR. Terrible. So they haven't really said what it is or how long he'll be out, if it's going to be short-term or long-term or anything. It's just kind of one day he's there, the next day he's not practicing, and the day after that he's on the IR. So in comes Jacquez Rogers. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacquez is somebody that I liked coming out of college. I drafted him in his rookie year. You sure did. Uh, he was a huge disappointment. Yes, And he then did. he all of a sudden goes to Tampa Bay, and he fills in. And what does he do? Just rushes for 101 yards. Now he's on 30 carries. They gave him the ball a ton. He had 101, he had 101 rushing yards. Um, Five catches, 28 yards. I mean, I feel like he's flashed this kind of stuff here and there uh-huh. at other times, too. And... and then faded back into obscurity. So I'm not ready to anoint Jack Wiz Roger any anything. Right oh, now. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know him anything either. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't get too excited about that one performance. I mean, obviously, when Doug Martin gets back, that's going to be his backfield, and Jack Wiz Roger is going to go back to just being you Jack know, Wiz Rogers. Yeah. Sell. Sell me. See what you can get out of him. If you can get anything for him, I mean, I would be yeah. I'd be surprised. But if you can, definitely sell. Yeah. I mean, find somebody that needs like a running back. Period. Maybe you know, now they're dealing with injuries, but a buy. Like, hey, dude, I'll give you your quiz for a fourth. Yeah, I would do that in a like, second. And who wouldn't say no to that right now? They need a running back, right? You'd say, I mean, I wouldn't say yeah, but, I mean, you know, if I actually was pretty desperate for a running back and I knew it was just one week, I'd give him a fourth for your quiz. I mean, I wouldn't, but you never know. Well, I would. All right. that That's what makes the world go around. Yeah. I mean, this year, a fourth could turn out to be one of those years where a fourth can kind of pan out for you in the long term. You're four, you can probably get Jack Quiz Rogers, just a younger version, in the fourth this year. Um, but yeah, he kind of falls in that court, but he had, a, he had a pretty good game. So Charles Sims on IR short term. This is a guy that only has one more year on his rookie contract. Right. Um, last couple of weeks didn't play as well as I'd hope he'd play. Um, yeah, me neither, to be honest. Um, I, I know, like, running, like, I know he's a running back, but obviously the passing game is his strength, and they didn't really feature that as much as I would have thought. His, his total strength is in the passing game. Right. And he still looked good with, with the catching the ball, but yeah, his as a running back as a whole, he kind of disappointment. For somebody that I like a lot, and somebody I know in the, earlier in the year we were preaching, hey, when this guy becomes a free agent, think of Michael Turner. He's gonna be the Turner burner. Part do, part do. He's not French, um, <laughs> but yeah, there was some concern there. But again, his his values in the passing game, anyways. Absolutely. So um, he's out. Jacquez Rogers is in. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber's a guy that we kind of highlighted at the very end of last show as somebody that might get some carries. He and, got three carries. And and now, depending on how long, I mean, whenever Doug co- uh, Martin comes back, you know, however long he's out, Peyton could be still getting some carries. So you're an accountant. I am. In real life. Right. And Jack was rot- or Peyton Barber had three carries for six yards. Mm-hmm. What is his average yards per carry? Off the top of my head, uh, oh, two. I wish I had some Jeopardy music yeah, to play here. It's, it's two, two yards per carry. You are some kind of genius. Yeah. Um, and he had zero catches, so he uh, didn't have a very productive game. But not, he's not still active. Game. He's Absolutely. active, which is nice. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Eddie Lacy tweaked his ankle. Tweaked an ankle. Supposedly he's fine. Um, we'll see what he's if he's actually fine. That like two hundred and fifty pound frame on that little weak ankle. I saw. <laughs> so. I saw a funny joke, and it was uh, they're like. Like Eddie on the sideline, they're like Eddie. The trainer's like Eddie. We're gonna have to wrap your ankle. And he's like, "Ooh, a Caesar chicken chicken wrap." <laughs> he's like, "Damn it, Eddie, no!" <laughs> Damn it, Eddie, no! Stop eating. Uh, I I lol'd on that one. Yeah, and I, I truly laughed out loud. That's good. Stuff. And then I read it again. I'm like, that is so funny. <laughs> so he's tweaked up. James Starks did not look good. Yeah, he did not. I saw him drop a pretty pretty easy pass that would have just pretty much walked right into the end zone with. Yeah. yeah. And James Starks is one of those guys, you know, when he came out of Buffalo, I liked him. Uh, st- he, st- he stuck around last year. He was a viable option in your fantasy lineup. Didn't look good. I have him in my roster in the Dynasty Nerds League, and it's kind of like, okay, you know, at least he's getting nicked up. And I saw him playing. I'm like, all right, well, you know, James Starks might be on the decline. Yeah, I mean, this might be kind of similar. I mean, s- same team, different position to like a James Jones, a guy that like, Peaked a little bit at, at you know in one year, but kind of like you know he's starting to fizzle. Going back and, to back to life, back to reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. So Eddie Lacy, a note to monitor that situation, um, but he should be fine. Right. Um, all in all, like this week was pretty good. You know, besides the Browns being on their 18th quarterback, um, nobody else really got hurt. Yeah, it wasn't a big injury weekend. It seemed like. Finally. Um, well, I know why. Um, Tom Brady returned and restored balance to the whole entire uh, NFL. The is force. What, it's like is the what force. Happened. It's just like the force. Got it. So um, now that he's back, every everyone can resume <laughs> being normal now. I shall heal you all. <laughs> Speaking of Jesus, uh, clipboard Jesus got cut yeah, from the big, Browns. Big surprise. So if you had him on the bottom of your dynasty roster, hoping in that 2QB league you might get something out of him finally, now he's back to danger. Yeah, they, yeah. See you later. Um, speaking of QBs getting hurt, Blaine Gabbert's feelings are hurt now. <laughs> True statement. Because he is going back to where he belongs, and that's on the bench. Yeah, he earned that. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, he's just no good. He's never been good. No. It's kind of odd that he got a, um, another shot like that. But, I mean, it really goes to show you how much they really were angry and hate Colin Gaffernick, that they had to wait this long to get him on the field. See, Everybody thought I was crazy years ago saying Kaepernick sucks. And this is when he was like going to the AFC championship games or NFC championship games. And I was like, dude, Kaepernick's just not that good of a quarterback. People are like, Rich, what are you talking about? Kaepernick is good. I've literally been saying, I think the podcast is three years old. So for the last three years, I've been saying Kaepernick stinks. He's not a viable option. He's not in there for the long term. Then he signed a long term deal. And I'm like, I don't care. I still think he stinks. Yep. Uh, and I think he's probably worse. I mean, he came out of Nevada with big time. Um, just accuracy issues, and they haven't gone away. No, you can't. It's hard to teach accuracy. Right. Uh, he's got a really strong arm. Yeah, very strong. But so did Jamarcus Russell. We say it all the time, like, what do I want on my quarterback? I want to be really smart and really accurate. That's it. Yep. I don't need a rocket arm. I don't no, need that. Sir. Just be accurate. Throw the ball where you need to throw it. So Kaepernick's back in. San Francisco's just a complete mess. I mean, one minute Jeremy Curley's scoring points. The next minute, Somebody else is scoring points. You basically want to avoid it other than Carlos Hyde completely. And even Carlos Hyde, I mean. It, this might hurt a little bit. What? Is Kaepernick going in? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, Kaepernick. You're saying that might hurt Hyde's value. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's been, I mean, Hyde's been doing pretty well, fantasy-wise. I mean, I don't know what it was like. 
an all-time as running back numbers, but fantasy numbers have been doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm everyone else you want to stay away from. Hyde, you're just going to be kind of touch and go until you, until we figure out how this is going to affect his value. Yeah, if you had Curly and you're like, okay, Curly's been kind of like peaking up a little bit here, it's kind of like, oh man, man just enter don't. Kaepernick. Yeah, don't worry about it. Is there any chance at all that Kaepernick will come in and be good? No, I agree with you. <laughs> Um, moving on. Moving on. We didn't uh, get into it. Like it turned out that Kevin White. I think right after we did the show, and I'm going on IR. Oh yeah, right. So he's out. Cause we didn't talk about. I was like, we didn't even talk about that last right, week. Right. Cameron like, Meredith ended up being a receiver there. Um, Meredith ended up having a really good game as well. He did. So Kevin White ends up on IR again. It might not be long term, but it's probably gonna. I mean, I think he's having surgery, right? It was. It was an ankle again and i think i i think i read that it was a spiral fracture Ugh. which doesn't sound good um no it does not sound good i mean i'm imagining it's some sort of twerking type like twerking like the torque on the ankle oh twerking like a snap uh, snap the bone of some kind um but um I yeah yeah he's ha- he's having surgeries on ir again i would not expect to see kevin white coming back at all this year i think initially they had hoped that they'd they'd be able to get him back um, which really just stinks. I mean, it stunts his growth and everything like that even further after missing his whole rookie season. Yeah, so enter Cameron Meredith. He's 6'3", 207 pounds. Mm-hmm, He's yeah. only 24 years old. Second year, I think, right? Yeah, he was the guy that they reported that was going to come in and take that spot. And he's the one that's actually going to be lined up on the outside, not Eddie Royal. So it's Cameron Meredith taking that spot. And what does he do with that opportunity? Well, he just comes in, gets 12 targets, catches nine of them for 130 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I think this is probably one of those things where him and um, Brian Hoyer have a little bit more chemistry than Brian Hoyer and some of the other wide receivers. You see that sometimes with the backup quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. Backup quarterback comes in, and then the best tool he has is a backup wide receiver just because he he knows where that guy's going to be in and out of his cuts and stuff like that. So um, as long as Hoyer's in, I would say, for the, at least for the next few weeks, Cameron, uh, Cameron Meredith might be the guy that's getting the majority of the work. And there's no reason to even pull Hoyer. I know there's rumors going around like, oh, well, Hoyer, Sir Plant, Cutler, and they're not talking about in Chicago. Hoyer's thrown for over 300 yards three straight games. He's played pretty well. Zach Miller's value's gone up with Hoyer in there because he's actually targeting Zach Miller. I know Zach Miller had eight targets, caught seven of those eight targets for 73 yards. Really being utilized by Hoyer. Alshon took a little bit dip. He has taken a dip with Hoyer, but he still caught five balls for 77 mm-hmm. yards. If you're an Alshon owner and, you know, what, you're, what you are and you're just offering away, those are numbers that you're not like. Those aren't giving up 17 first kind of numbers. Well, no, it's really not. And the another point is, I mean, I watched part of that game and Alshon was running pretty much wide open a couple, a couple times and could have been, you know, scoring a touchdown on one of them, at least one of them. And... Brian Orr wasn't even looking his way. He was going. He was going other places with the ball, and I think even Alshon Jeffrey was starting to get kind of frustrated with it. Yeah, and he should. Be. I mean, Eddie Royal sees nine targets. All right, yeah. catches seven balls. Zach Miller sees eight targets, catches seven balls. Cameron Meredith sees twelve targets and catches nine. Alshon only sees six targets. Yeah, I mean it's lopsided, and I, I'm that's what I said for the next couple of weeks until Hoyer really gets acclimated and and knows where Jeffries is going to be. Um, I would think Meredith might be the guy that benefits. So, I know we were talking about last week. I know that's why you offered me, like, hey, I'll give you your 17 first. I still think now's the time to target Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, his value is so low. Right. I mean, maybe you can get away with not giving him a 17 first. Maybe you can get away with giving up somebody like who's on the cusp of getting better. I know last week was not a good week. 
who another guy I think might be a good time to buy low on is John Brown, like a flip-flop of that, like John Brown. Now, I just say he's on the down too, but that's another guy who comes over to my head that I think you should be targeting with, you know, Michael Floyd being terrible. Michael Floyd has been terrible. So let's get into that a little bit here. So like Kevin White. Kevin White's hurt again, right? We're going to be going to, what, year three now of him without with catching, like, five balls, six balls in his career? Well, yeah, if he misses this entire year, yeah. And this is, we made this argument, I think, like, over a month ago when the Dynasty Nerd staff, we did our startup podcast, and I, or our startup league with the staff. It was a Dynasty startup, and I told you, I was like, man, it was weird in this draft. Um, Kyle took, like, uh, Kevin White, like, 17 or something like that. And I was like, that's just too high. Like, why would you do that? And I, you, you and I both made a case why you shouldn't do it. Right, right. Compared to other guys you could take. And this kind of falls into it, the high risk, high reward, where more times than not, that takes a fizzle compared to a jump forward. And right now, I am a firm believer. I don't think Kevin White's ever going to be a productive fantasy receiver. Even when he was healthy, he was catching balls, doing things here and there. But it wasn't that like, you know, when you watch his college tape, like, wow, wow. And not even to the point where, like, okay, you can't make the argument where, well, it was just year two, you know. Um, we, we got more time. I, I need to see something out of you. Right. No, I, I mean, I agree that the, um, the warning signs are there, uh, that, he, that he's not going to be good. I still do believe in the talent um, that I saw on tape coming out of college, but I, I think he's really going to have to – step up his game mentally and and that's the one thing that you can't really see on tape you can never see that so it's something that you know in the dynasty community it's it's one of the biggest unknowns when you're drafting a guy he could have all the physical talent in the world but if he's he's slow to adjust to the game mentally it's gonna really really hinder his development so what is your long-term outlook right now on kevin white like what what do you do with him do you try and sell do you? I mean, I mean you know, if I owned him, I would, I would probably wait it out, um, at least until year three. Personally, I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you can't really sell. I mean, because you'd be selling low on a guy that got injured twice so uh-huh. far. That you took number three or two overall. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I see this. This has happened to me before too, where you take a guy really high, um, i.e., like a money ball. <laughs> right. Um, so right. you take really high, and you can't sell because. It's not even worth selling because nobody's giving you anything back. And you might as well just wait and hope by a miracle of the gods above that he puts it together. But right. if, if, I'm, if I'm gambling on it right now, like, I am all out. I am done with Kevin White. I do not think. And maybe I'll be wrong. I've been wrong before. You we'll, know? We'll, we'll I thought it, Joel Fuller wouldn't be that great, and he's just, just dominating the league. Right. We'll put it this way. If I had a... If I had a trade offer that I had sent to somebody to try to acquire Kevin White, I would have run to my computer to revoke it. Quick. <laughs> no, <laughs> before he accepted it. I mean, just because, you know, you're getting a different a different animal there with a, with the second injury. Oh, speaking of that, this is completely off topic. I got to tell this story real quick. I love off topic uh, stuff. So, I mean, one of my redraft leagues with the guys I don't know, and this is what I get for it, by the way, too. It's not a, a terrible thing, but it's pretty bad. So this guy makes me a trade offer, right, of Andy Dalton. I have, I have quarterbacks. I have, like, Russell Wilson and somebody else for Isaiah Carell. Like, what does this dude offer me a third, my third quarterback for Isaiah Crowell? 
So instead of just being denying it, like it really upset. I'm like this dude. I'm like sometimes you this mother. <laughs> like I just had like I just lost. I lost like four of my games this week. You know, right. I was already in a bad mood. I won this week in this league's that week, but I'm like, I'm like dude. I hit. sometimes like when you get these trades, you're like, dude, are you serious? You know. So instead, I go back on his team to make a counter offer. I hit, I hit, I go counter offer right. Right. And I see D Johnson on there. I'm just, it's just starting running back. So I'm like, it's David Johnson. I just automatically just think it's David Johnson, right? I'm like, okay, uh, give me David Johnson for Isaiah Correll. That was what I meant. And I hit submit. And I get, and I'm, I get off my phone. And then like two seconds later, it says, your trade for David, D Johnson was accepted. I'm like, wait, what? That can't be right. And I look, it was Duke Johnson. Uh, I'm like, shame traded, on me. Yes. You traded Duke. <laughs> I traded Isaiah Correll. For Duke Johnson, straight up, huh? Yeah, but it is a funky rule league too, where like you you get increment. It's weird, like the scoring, like it's not it's not every ten yards you get a point. It's like every hundred yards or something. It's it's weird, but it's a PPR league, so it kind of somewhat offsets. But yeah, that's nah, what I get for being a, a smartass. That is what you get for being a smartass. So back to the drawing board. Um, so Kevin White, I'm off base on that, uh, or not off base. I'm just kind of off the Kevin White. I was never really on the Kevin White train. Okay, to be honest with you. Um, I love this college tape. I said the most um, wow factor going into it, but at the same time, it's it, it, I don't know, man. These guys that get hurt and they they stay hurt forever, young, they never seem to get really good. Hey, man, yeah, it's never. They never do. I mean, I can't. It's even, a I'm growth trying, I'm thing. Trying to think of it's who a, can get better. Who 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 who's done that for a couple of years and, and then all of a sudden they come back and they're all of a sudden they're sweet. Right. It's a growth thing. I mean, I know like. Crabtree went through a little bit of a time early on in his career where, where his foot was kind of screwed up. And, and he also and had he, Colin Kaepernick as quarterback. Right. And the then, moment he leaves San Francisco, he's dominating the fantasy world. And that could be another thing, you know. Um, you know, John Fox, has he ever really developed an awesome passing game in anywhere he's gone? No. No, he hasn't. So, I mean, this could be another thing that's developing, you know, like kind of stunting Kevin White's development. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, but, again, I'm I'm just kind of like... I'm sorry. If you're a Kevin White owner, I'm depressing you. That's what you get for drafting Kevin White. No, uh, we were all telling everybody to draft Kevin White. I, so. I mean, I still like him. I'm not completely off the guy. Um, so let me go through a couple guys here then. Sure. So Kevin White had an ADP going into the year of 33. So that's just completely blown up and just, just not no longer existent. Right. What about a guy like Brashad Perriman? Pretty much in the same boat as Kevin White, right? Um, first round pick. First round pick lost the whole his whole first year to knee injuries, basically. And um, yeah, I was not I wasn't really high on the guy to begin with, uh, which is the exact opposite of Kevin White for me. So I wouldn't buy him to begin with. But you know, knowing that his knees are pretty like pretty screwy, and he misses a lot of time with just, like, what seems to be ticky-tacky stuff. His hands aren't really that great. His hands aren't great. He had great. an ADP of 98 coming into the league, and it's just kind of like, uh Right. So so for me, uh, you know, I'm hands-off on that kind of guy. Okay. On that guy. What about a guy you do like that you were making an argument? You, we, you and I were having a debate, and, I, and you won the debate earlier in your Golden Tate. Um, well, I don't think anyone won that debate. <laughs> if, I, if I was the winner, I didn't win. Um. Yeah, the dude's having a rough, rough start to the year. Yeah, so I was right, right? Um, at this point, it looks like you were very right, and Damn I was I'm very right. wrong. It's crazy how right I. Well, am. you just happen to point it out more and gloat when you're right. I just let 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 my right things happen. Oh, I'm a gloater, man. You're a gloater. A gloater. I should right. change my name to Richard. Always right, most of the time. Dotson. See, 
There you Much go. better than my real middle name. There you go, Gluten. Yeah, it'll be better. You know when I try to get my kids, I I actually told my kids for the first time. This this was actually the other day. I wanted my middle kids, my kids' middle name to be awesome. That's a true story. I know you did. Oh yeah, I totally. I made it. Yeah, of course. I went around with my friends, made trying to make argue the case. Yeah, the wife would not buy it. She wouldn't buy it. So and then just this week, I went to my. We were eating dinner, and I told Colton, who's my oldest son, he's six. And I'm like, you know what your name was, middle name was gonna be? Because we were talking about like nicknames and middle names. And I actually just told him my middle name. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> kind of what kind of name <laughs> is like, that? That's even a word. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's original. Um, I was like, I wanted your name to be awesome. What do you think of that? He's like. That'd be awesome. I'm like, yeah, see, tell <laughs> see, mom. See, tell her. She just looks over she's like, your name was never almost going to be awesome. Yeah, you remember that? I wasn't making a pit. I was oh, dead yeah, serious. Oh, yeah, I know. I wanted my son's name to be Colton Awesome Dotson. Yeah. Even now that sounds good. Six years later, it still sounds great. <laughs> well. The yeah. wife doesn't know. I am right most of the time. Yeah, she, it, she didn't know. She yeah. never knows that for whatever reason. Huh? Second born son. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this time? You got your way the first time. You named... His middle name after your father. You can't name the second kid awesome, like, because then you're you're automatically like he needs a little boost. What the first one would have never known. <laughs> He'd been all mad. He'd be like, dude, why can I? What? Well, I'm not awesome, Dad. I'm like, I tried, son. Exactly. Your mom's not awesome. That's what I mean. Like the the first one's gonna think the second one's awesome all the time, or that's what you think, and he's just gonna be all bitter all the time. Well, don't be a little b. Yeah, throw me a man. I'm just trying to toughen you up, son. I knew <laughs> I was gonna test you from the day one. Here you go. <laughs> So well, moving on. So, testing. so Golden Tate right now, his value, it's in the pooper. Listen, I mean. His middle name's not awesome. No, no. That would be awesome. But no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good middle name. Um, and, I mean, his value last year was peaked. But we talked about, like, the games where, like, Calvin was in, Calvin was out, and then you made your case look where he finished on the year, and he was like a wide receiver, like 17, somewhere on those lines, and we're like, okay, that's pretty good. Maybe right. you win this debate. I was still curious about long-term effects. Marvin Jones comes in. Marvin Jones plays extremely well. He's been playing out of his uh, mind. Better yeah. than you and I have both thought. Right. Because you didn't think it was going to be that great, I thought it was going to be good, but he's even surpassed what I thought. I mean, right now, he's at wide receiver number two on the year. Yeah, I mean, he's doing amazing. Yeah, I was, I got my face. So, I mean, he's tied with Julio for wide receiver, too. But still, I mean, Julio just had a 300-yard game, so that's kind of a yes, big sir. thing. And Golden Tate, I mean, do you see value coming back to Golden Tate? I um, I think he, somewhat. I think there's going to be, you know, somebody's going to have to step up there a little bit, and it's not going to all be Marvin Jones all year. They're going to start shifting coverages to that guy, and somebody's going to have to step up. Listen, he, just, he, he really blew it a, a few times. I actually watched one of the plays where, he instead of doing a you know a stop and a comeback route, he just kept running and and Stafford threw it to where he was supposed to be and the ball got picked, and Stafford was on the sidelines just like mfing him up and down basically. Um, so I don't know uh what's going on with him if it's just like a mental thing with Jim Bob Cooters finally got his whole offense installed and and Golden Tate can't wrap his brain around it or something or what the heck's going on. But it doesn't seem like him and Matt Stafford are really on the same page. And Stafford's just not throwing to him. And rightfully so. I mean, if if the dude's not where he's supposed to be and stuff like that, you're not going to get passes. Yeah, I mean, he's not even a top 80 receiver. I mean, there's guys that are ahead of him, like guys like Seth Roberts are ahead of him, right? Danny Amendola is ahead of him. Right. I had to start him last week, and it was like, I was so angry. But, I, I mean, I got a few points at least out of him. 
like seven or eight points or something like that. Yeah, that's not enough. You know no, I mean? no, but I I would you know that's and, not and that's enough. That's where he falls. I, I I see like a lot of people in that boat where like they got to start Golden Tate because he sits there, and I don't even think Golden Tate's long for the Lions. I think he'll be end up being because you know when they signed him, they signed him to a contract. I just feel like there's somebody they're gonna be like you know what you're not worth what we're paying you. We're gonna cut him. He's gonna sign somewhere else, and then it's gonna be pretty soon. Golden Tate won't even be a mention anymore. Um, I can't disagree. Man. I mean, this is a guy at an ADP of 38 going into the season. He I, is somebody that you're going to try and have to like unload right. before it gets worse. Because I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, um, he definitely has some ability. I'm not sure why they're using him the way they were using him early on. Just like throwing like little bubble screens to him the entire time. Which, I mean, yes, he can be effective in that. Um, but he could he can also catch balls downfield. I'm not really sure why that was there. Yeah, the bubble screen doesn't really entice me with him. No, through his size, it doesn't. It's not something that I would really right. Like he can get a few yards on it, and you know it can supplement their running game a little bit. But I mean, he's a wide receiver. You know, throw him throw him the ball downfield a little bit. I yeah, know. I agree. Um, what about like a guy like Michael Floyd for the Arizona Cardinals going into a free agent year? Um, guy with an ADP of 43 going into the year. Has been a disaster. Yeah, it's been I mean, really. I mean, they they're basically making it sound like he's pressing because he knows he knows he, he's going into his contract year type of thing. But I think that guy's just got, sh- I guess, crap for brains. I was almost I almost slipped there. Ooh, yeah, potty mouth over there. Yeah, I just I don't think he's that bright of a football player. I just don't think he's that bright of a person to be honest. Like I I just remember hearing him, and this is you know obviously this is me just judging a guy off one conversation that you know or one interview but he just sounded like an idiot he's just one of those guys that just he just didn't sound bright at all and and it's i mean i've never been a big fan of michael floyd yeah it's it's one of those years where people thought he was finally gonna step it up you know contract year this is the year john brown had that concussion he was forced into number i mean he's running bad routes he's dropping catchable balls yeah he looks terrible I mean, he's to the point where, like, you could make a case where you could just cut him off your roster outright. The only thing I think would like that makes him even rosterable is that he's going to be a free agent next year and maybe he lands somewhere where he can pick it back up and maybe be coached up a little bit, maybe get it right mentally a little bit. But right now, I mean, he is, like, bottom-of-the-barrel roster. For a guy that had an ADP of 43 going into the season, this guy is just a nightmare. He's just drowning in it, man. What you couldn't a, start him. Yeah. I mean, I can name, I'd start Tyree Kill for the Chiefs over this guy. Yeah, for real. Right? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you can't start him right now at all. Yeah, he's terrible. And I was looking back here at the Lions, too, before we got, you know, Justin Forsett signed with the Lions. Oh, yes, he did. Him and that piano he's been dragging. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh-huh. Uh, Justin Forsett, he's so bad, I already forgot. Justin forgot. Justin forgot. Forget. Forsett, uh, forget him. Yeah. So. Uh, that holds no value, right, him signing there? No. he's. I mean, he looked slow. Like I was saying, he's dragging a piano this year. He's, yeah. Yeah, Can't. Beethoven back there. Yeah, you don't want any part of that. Um, so moving on, I want to talk about so Devin Funches before we get into some of these games. Devin Funches. Okay. Uh, this was a guy that preseason we see this all the time too, right? Guys in the preseason, their hype train is going through the oh, roof. Like man. Devin Funches, he might surpass Kelvin Benjamin. This is a guy that's putting together, and you and I were like, yeah, well, maybe we're wrong about Kevin Devin Funches too. Maybe all the slander and we did of him last year about him being tight in the hips and he can't really run routes or anything on those lines because he's too tight in the hips uh maybe we're wrong 
No, we weren't wrong. No. He's he looks, still terrible. He looks really bad, man. Uh, he looks terrible. Yep. Uh, he had an ADP of 67 going into the season. That just goes to show you that the hype train was really Take out of control. Take that 67 and double it. Yep. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I thought I looked good in the offseason. We talked about a trade. I even put on Twitter and like 80% agree with me. Like, oh, I just traded a 17 second for Funches and Marcus Wheaton. I need a receiver help. People are like, yeah, you won that. And I'm like, yeah, I did. It's going to be great when they both catch some balls. You know, it's my wide receiver threes. Now they're more like wide receiver 33s. Yeah, they're like wide receiver fives or sixes. Yeah. Marcus Wheaton. Hey, hey, man. Anytime now. Yeah, I got to get. I gotta talk to Wynn, my boy Wynn Smith. He's one of our writers. Uh, he was making a strong case when he did a guest spot on the show about like Marcus Wheaton, why he's going to be sweet this year. I'm like, all right, man, you sold me on Marcus Wheaton. One of the reasons I made that trade for that second round pick. And then, meanwhile, Sammy Coates is wide receiver 11 on the year. Hey, man, I think I mentioned him earlier. I, I should listen to more Matt O'Hara and less Wynn Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wynn. You're still my boy. Still my boy. Um, so, Devin Funches, I mean, are we back to where we started him? He's never going to be good? He's never going to be good, right? Um, I know ne- never, listen, never say I never, never. I know never's a strong word. Never say It's like never. hate. You don't want to say it. Never. Anything is possible. But yeah, anything's possible with that guy. I, I, he obviously needs some more time to develop. He, he flashed it then the last year. Okay, um, so let me ask. So let me ask I'm not you. Not giving this. up on him. We'll put it that way. Here's a, here's the hardball question. Ready? Okay. About the, who who hosts the show Hardball? What? I don't know. I just know it's a show. I just wonder if you knew who. Hosted I have no it. idea, man. Okay. Well, whoever the host of that show is, I'm about to be that guy here. Okay. Okay. Ready? Lay it on me, Matt. I have got an offer for you. Okay. I'm going to give you Kevin White. Okay. Golden Tate. Ooh. Rashad Perriman. Yes. Michael Floyd. Okay. And Devin Funches. One, two, three, four. I'm going to give you five receivers. All taken in the first round of the rookie drafts. All you got to give me is your 17 first and second. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you five young receivers. That That is a lot of young wide receivers. Kevin White. Yeah. Rashad Perriman. Right. Golden Tate. Michael Floyd and Devin Funches. I'm giving you those guys. All you have to do, all you have to give me back in return is your 17 first and second. What's your what's your response? My response is no, because you basically just gave me a poop sandwich plus one guy that I actually do like, Kevin White. Okay, listen. Matt, I understand you're a dynasty guru. I understand this, and you drive a hard bargain. So this is what I'm going to do for you. Yes. I'm going to offer you the same receivers. You can keep the second. Just give me your 17 first. I might do that. Now you're talking? Now you're talking. I wouldn't give you both. I would still rather have my 17 first. Okay. As crazy as that is, because I just feel like, like you said, it's, it's still a poop sandwich. It's a big poop sandwich, and, and it's got Kevin injured Kevin White on there. Yeah, I mean, literally, that, like, that, that's what you're pretty much just trading for is a 17 first is Kevin White. I mean, that's literally all you're pretty much trading for there is Kevin White. Right. That is a, see, that is how you make a poop sandwich deal. Because, look, even Matt's considered, like, I might do that then. That's what you take. You take that one guy like kevin white now and you had a whole bunch of layers of poop on top of that and then you hide it with the most fresh delicious piece of bread you could possibly find to make it look somewhat enticing until you get a closer look and dig deep like you put them on the spot because what if you i mean i'd much rather if i'm gonna gamble on there i'm gambling on a 17 first where i feel like the receivers gonna be pushed back in this draft uh compared to the where the running backs are going where if you got if you pick anywhere from like six to nine you're going to get a quality guy. Absolutely, you're going to get a quality guy. A really quality guy. Um, you know, a guy like Corey Davis, possibly. That's mm-hmm. going to be sweet. Super sweet. 
going to be sweet, man. It's going to be an awesome draft. How many people are listening to this podcast right now? I'm like, dude, I just can't wait for this season to get over so the guys in Dynasty Nerds could just start talking about these 17 rookies. It's going to be a fun off season. It's going to be an awesome Like, we're going to do, time. like, so many. Because we always do those, like, evergreen episodes about, like, you know, just Dynasty in a whole. I feel like we're going to have to, like, dig super deep in this rookie class because there's so much talent. And it's going to be so close. Like, where this class, it was so close because they're all a bunch of turds. Where this one's going to be, like, it's so close because there's, like, okay, the difference between six and seven could be a superstar. There were days that I didn't even feel like watching any tape. <laughs> I just had to. Because it got worse than when you oh, watched the tape God. last year. Like, you watched, like, I like this guy. But then you get to, like, the six or seven, and you're like, no. Like, I don't think this is going to translate. Like, like, Will Fuller, who's good now, like, you watch the tape, and you're like, man, this guy's just, like, he's talented. He just can't catch the football. He right. does well in college. Like, I don't see this translating to the pros. Everyone had their warts, basically. Yeah. Some came through. Some did. You know, that's why I was pretty excited when I got Hunter Henry there at the end of both of basically end of the first round in both the drafts. And he looked good. Yeah. And one of the top guys in this draft, I mean, does he, he's kind of like all, all the guys we were just talking about now, Josh Dotson. Right. Right. This is a guy with that Achilles, the same injury, just popping back up, popping back up. And now, granted, I'll let a guy in his first year miss a first year because of injury. I'll let somebody like Julio, you know, that doesn't concern me. But if then Josh Dotson comes back next year and he can't stay on the field, then he's going to fall right in the same category of, like, you know, this guy that could have been sweet, and then injuries came along, and then now I'm finding, trying to find the freshest piece of bread I can. I got a mask for this. Because you're about to make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into some of these games, shall right. we? I know we're yeah. 40 minutes, one minutes in here, but uh, yep. there was some football played this weekend. Absolutely. And some players did some things, and some players didn't do some things. Um, like I said, we go back to that Cardinals 49ers game that was played on Thursday. Uh, Jeremy Curley, like I said, had a good game, another good game. His second really good game of the year with eight catches, 102 yards. David Johnson, number one fantasy running back. Um, I said before, like I wasn't ready to crown this guy. I am ready to crown this guy. He's a beast. He does it all. He's a stud muffin. I, yeah, he's really good. And Larry Fitz also in that game just keeps benefiting from both Michael Floyd and um, John Brown's base absence from uh, fantasy relevance. Yeah, and again, I think now is the time to jump on the John Brown bandwagon just for that simple point where Michael Floyd is so bad. Now that John Brown's back and with Carson Palmer coming back, John Brown is going to start being another influence. I think now with Carson Palmer coming back, John Brown's going to do well. I think this year, this week now, if you were going to put it ever in for an offer for John Brown, this is the week to do it. Um, again, Larry Fitz, he might retire this year. He might not. He's a stud. He's a he's like the perfect mix of veteran that you kind of want to go out if you need that wide receiver help and you got to pay the piper. Yeah, base. And again, you know, San Fran's goof. The whole, the whole team's a sandwich. Yeah, you don't really want any part of that. Nope, don't want any part of that. Um, Brown's game. Brown, Brown's Patriots. I mean, obviously Brady came in and threw for over 400 yards, three touchdowns, all of them. Tomer Tellis Bennett. All of them. Um, a guy, I, I, I called on my ESPN show. I was like, listen, Gronk's going to have three touchdowns today. That was wrong. Wrong guy. Um, <laughs> another guy that we mentioned earlier in the year as a sleeper and kind of, at least in my eyes, I always knew that his value was going to really lie um, when Tom Brady got back. And Chris Hogan had four receptions for 114 yards. So we mentioned this on the right. I know we for sure, because I know I mentioned on my ESPN mm-hmm. show, and I know we mentioned on here too. Hey, Chris Hogan's down now, so make sure if he's on your roster, you get him, or this is a guy you might want to still get, because we believe his value is going to come when Tom Brady's come back. And he had only had five targets, which isn't a lot, but he's that big play, big receiver that Tom Brady oh, likes. Yeah. 
and he came through with four. He caught four of those five targets for 114 yards. And he had he had a couple of big plays. I got a 60 something yarder and a 40 something yarder. Yeah, a 63 yard catch there. Right, right. I saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Son of a B, the Patriots are good. Yes, they are. Son of a B, the Browns are not. Yes, they're terrible. Um, Brown side, uh, Gary Barnard just actually kind of you know had a decent game for. Right yeah. for yes for you know the the QB shuffle that they got going on uh, especially this past week and Terrell Pryor still another good game I'm still looking for the Browns to lock this guy up long term would you give up a 17 first for Terrell Pryor no I would would you yeah I mean granted as long as it's not like a top five you know if like say like I'm borderline like I need receiver help and I feel like if I got into playoffs I have a chance kind of you know where I might not win it but he's young enough where I can still gamble on he's shown me that he's pretty well. I would be willing to go up a 17 first for Terrell Pryor, and I feel like that's definitely something somebody would do. Yeah, you know, and I'm close, but I just don't think I'm quite there yet. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he's shown it to me. All right. And the fact that he can even sometimes line up at QB, I know that's not where his assets are going to be coming into play, though he's a big play receiver. I do expect the Browns to sign him long-term, and if he does not, he's going to sign somewhere on a pretty good deal. I think him and Corey Coleman, he could come in and play that Josh Gordon role of that big play receiver opposite of Corey Coleman, who's also a big play receiver, but when I say big play, more like big-bodied receiver. We have to get like a buzzer for every time we mention Josh Gordon's name. Just yeah, we should. <laughs> so Terrell Pryor, for me, I would give up a 17 first, and I feel like right now that's pretty good value. Sure. I mean, it's not, it's not horrible. I don't think it's a terrible move. I'm just not quite there yet. Eagles-Lions, they come back in the fe- uh, into the play. They finally lose. Carson Wentz isn't Superman, and... They come in here, and play-wise, nobody really overly excited in there. Ryan Matthews had a good game. Darren Sproles, they still give him the balls, which is still kind of weird between the tackles. Um, but he actually averaged nine yards this um, week. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, Jordan Matthews, out, you know, kind of a pedestrian day, four for 65. Um, Doriel Green-Beckham starting to get a little bit more involved, and uh, three catches, 43 yards, which is up for him. He caught uh, three of his four targets, which is pretty good. And he actually he made a really nice play, um, just kind of like stiff-armed a linebacker down to the ground and, and you know, busted like a 25 or 26-yard play. Yeah, I think he's a I – th- I think Dora Green-Beckham falls in the category of like a sneak grab for like later down the road. Like somebody you might want to – where everything we were hoping for, right. I took a nosedive this season. I feel like there's still now hope for Dora Green-Beckham where we can get definitely in this offense where Nelson Aguilar doesn't seem to really be able to put together. This guy had seven targets this week, only caught two of them. Right. I mean, Doriel Green-Beckham, I think, is somebody that they really want to get involved. I think it's a matter of him getting caught up with the playbook, obviously. For those that don't remember, he came in, you know, very late into the the process here. You know, one of those trades. Like week one. Yeah, right, exactly. So he doesn't he's, he doesn't have his full grasp of the whole playbook. So I think he's playing, you know, very limited snaps on plays that he knows them, you know, front and back type of thing. So okay. as he as he progresses in the playbook, I think he's just gonna kind of keep getting better and better. Bears Col- Colts, uh Cameron Meredith, huge game, nine catches, hundred and thirty yards. So we mentioned earlier the twelve targets. We already kinda got into the Bears offense. Flip side, T. Y. Hilton, another monster game. There with Dante Moncrief out. Yeah, big time, man. Uh, yeah, 10 catches, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Caught 10 of his 11 targets. And 171 yards, and it's not like he just had a 90-yard rip. His longest catch was 35 yards. Right. T.Y. Hill in back-to-back dominating weeks there with Andrew Luck. Uh, we just still don't know. I mean, Moncrief's still weeks away. And when he comes back, that's going to hurt T.Y. a little bit. 
But still, this is encouraging news. Absolutely, man. Um, and Ty's still young. He just signed that contract too. He's a he's a young player. He's a he's a very talented guy. So, um, Dwayne yeah. Allen fine caught caught a touchdown. Is there anybody else like? Is there anybody else besides in Dante Moncrief on the indie offense that you like? Oh yeah, I'm excited. No, who I'm excited about the running back they draft next year. Yeah, that's what I'm excited. That's going to be amazing. And they also need to draft an offensive lineman because Andrew Luck needs help. Yes, they do. Man. They do because. Um, Turd Ferguson slash Josh Ferguson is not getting it down at the running back. No, he is not. That that did not uh, plan out as some people thought when he no, drafted him. No. Um, Titans, Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill is terrible. Um, I'm glad you finally came to that realization. Uh, uh, he's, he's just not. He's not going to be working out. They're going to be looking for another guy, I think, come next year. They just paid him this money, though. He's like guaranteed, isn't it? I don't, they'll make it. Unguaranteed somehow. I don't know. They'll, they got to get. They got to move on from this guy. He's not a fit. And then um, over there too, Devontae Parker only three targets. I mean, but said like you say, only three targets. Three targets led the team in targets. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, him, uh, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Drake, and Sims, uh, Deion Sims, all got. I mean, so they're spreading the ball around quite a bit. But. He threw the ball 18 times. 18 times, yeah. So this is, I mean. Terrible. I mean, they only had 18 pass attempts and 17 carries. Yeah. So Way, way to go with offense there today, boys. So, I mean, that's just a really crappy day on offense, man. Um, other side, again, people were all down on DeMarco Murray. I was not down on DeMarco Murray. I know you weren't. I kept I preaching that, you know, yeah. I'm buying DeMarco shirt, Murray shares. I preached it in a startup draft. I took DeMarco Murray. He's the number one fantasy running back. Oh, no, not anymore. David Johnson is, but he's top three fantasy running backs. Still dominating, still getting all the carries. We said they're going to run the legs off this guy, and that's exactly what they're doing, and he's doing really well. Again, 121 yards this week, four and a half point, you know, 4.5 yards per carry. Just looked really good. He's also catching the balls. Right. He got another, he got five catches. I mean, he just, he is overall just, he's a running back one at week in and week out, basically. Yeah. One of the most consistent running backs in fantasy football right. today right. is DeMarco Murray. And everybody's on that Derrick Henry bandwagon. Again, I think he looks good, and I think he does what – this is what like I see Derrick Henry doing. I see, feel like he's a change of pace, big body running back, or even a starting running back, but one of those running backs that falls in Eddie Lacy category that you know he averaged 7.5 yards per carry this week. That's really good. He has seven carries for 54 yards, so maybe they double those carries and he gets like 100 yards. It's still 10 points. He's still, he's still going to be touchdown dependent. He'll always be touchdown dependent. Right, right. Um, I know, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, or maybe when the year started, I said, once Derrick Henry gets going, I'm looking to sell after this year. Like, my goal is hopefully, if I'm a Derrick Henry owner, I'm hoping like maybe DeMarco Murray gets banged up a little bit and Derrick Henry can get in there and do some things and score some points. And I can recoup a 17 first for him because the long term value in dynasty fantasy football is not there for Derrick Henry. I will admit, that I was wrong on Will Fuller because of targets will offset some of those uh, and what he can do with the ball. I think that's one of the things I underestimated the most about Will Fuller is like what he can do with the ball in his hands. Right. Where I, I just kind of focused on those drops, I think, is what really made me think this guy was going to be terrible when I didn't, you know, when I watched the tape, just realized how electric he is with the ball in his hands. Where Derrick Henry is exactly what he is, and that's touchdown dependent. Yes, he is. So... So I, I totally agree on that front. And uh, uh, just one more little note, Mariota 
three touchdowns this game and decided that he remembered how to run the ball and got 60 yards and another touchdown. So hopefully that's a good sign for him going forward that, you know, um, he's cutting down on the, um, turnovers. And if he's going to start running the ball, uh, kudos, you know, cause that's going to really boost his value. Yeah. So. Oh, I mean, I think his values, I think, I think Marcus Mario is one of those guys that's always going to have like value for a while now. Definitely when he has those legs in front of him. And we even got to mention on the other side about the, the Dolphins, Jay Jai, uh, finally, you know, the, the Dolphins came out and said, hey, listen, man, this four-headed horseman at running back is just not working. Right. We're going to pick a starting running back. Um, we think we have a guy, and it's going to be Jay Jai, the same guy that everybody thought preseason was going to be the guy. He comes in there, rushes the ball 13 times for 42 yards, scored a touchdown for 3.2 yards per carry, and... Again, the Dolphins running back of the futures in the next year's draft. Right. Place. I mean, they even got rid of one of them just today. They cut Isaiah Pede. Oh, yeah. I remember. Good old Bearcat Isaiah Pede. Yeah, so that's one of the uh, four heads down. and uh, No longer. No longer. And, and look, it, no one's doing well in the running game there. So, I mean, no one's doing well on offense there, period. It looks like crap. So they're going to have to make some changes here. Agreed. Um. Coming in on the flip side, the Baltimore and Washington game, Terrence West had a good game. He Surprisingly, he's yeah. just having a nice, okay kind of year. Right. Uh, guy that you put in there and start. Mm-hmm. Ken Dixon finally got in the field, had three carries. What do you do with him? Uh, negative one yard. You're doing it wrong. He is doing it wrong. He was playing with a, um, what was described as a significant knee brace. So I think he's somewhat limited in his movement skills right now. I still think we're about three weeks out from seeing some I, serious I, Ken Dixon, you know, viable playability. He is, he, I, he's not 100% right, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, Mike Wallace still is continuing on his good high-end wide receiver two numbers this year. Really good fit here for Joe Flacco. Falls into that Big Ben category. What Flacco could do for Wallace is get him the ball. Right. Now, again, it wasn't even big play. He had 11 targets, caught seven of them for 63 yards. So now Wallace comes in, not with any big play, but just being a number one receiver, catching seven balls for 63 yards. I mean, as long as catchers for 13 yards. So Wallace, viable there still. So, so, I, it's weird because that Baltimore offense isn't exciting, but there's players out there you can start. Dennis Pitta at tight end. Mike Wallace at receiver. Terrence West at running back. Guys that you would have thought going into the – nobody going into this year was like, man – I'm going to have a viable offense if I have Terrence West, Mike Wallace, and Dennis Pitt in there. Right. No one would have thought that at all, man. And these guys are producing, um, you know, at least decently for fantasy uh, owners. So. Yeah. So it's, hey, you flip, never know. Fantasy football, right? Flip over to the other side, and Matt Jones kind of had another disappointing oh, outing. 20, hmm. 20 uh, or, uh, 31 yards on 14 carries for 2.2-yard average. Look out for Robert Kelly. It sounds like they want to get him more involved. And he he ran for three carries to the tune of 18 yards, so that's a six-yard clip. I would not be surprised if going forward they started getting this guy worked in a little bit. Again, why do you listen to this podcast long-term? Because we give the information you need long-term. It's not short-term information. We were saying that Matt Jones is no good. <laughs> and that Matt Jones is not going to pan out, just along with Jay Jai and Jeremy Langford. Remember we had those guys in a nice group cluster that we've been talking about for months now, like, hey, Matt Jones, Jay Jai, and Jeremy Langford aren't going to be good? Um, yes. Well, finally, the last one bit the dust, okay? Yep. I'm sorry, Matt Jones, your 2.2 yards per carry is not going to done, all right? My grandma could do better than that. He, he's, and she can't even walk. I haven't been able to say it because I own him in a league, and I've just been holding on 
for the last little bit of hope. Please, Matt Jones. But no, Matt Jones stinks. Please, Matt Jones. Yep. I'm I'm ready to say Matt Jones stinks out loud. Because I've been saying it in my head for a long time. I'm ready to vocalize it. He stinks. Come on, baby. Just give me three yards per carry. No, he can't. No, he is terrible. So he finally, you know, uh, Jeremy Langford bit the dust a long time ago. Jordan Howard's a man there. Jay Jai, he bit the dust before he even put on his cleats. He didn't even get a chance. And now finally, who Matt Jones was like, started off average, has finally shown his true colors. So he's below average. Yep, he's uh, they're talking about them. You know, all of a sudden, now you hear the coach staff, "Hey, man, Rob Kelly has shown it. He deserves a little bit more." Yeah, big surprise because he's actually a running back that's you know gaining yards and does everything and doing, well. He right. picks, picks up the blitz picks, really well. Right. He's a three down running back. He's got some lateral agility and so just running straight into people. And yeah, he looks like a running back. So if you picked up the Rob Kelly when we told you to pick him up, again, patience is the key in fantasy football. It's going to begin to pan out. So we get to pan out here pretty soon. As well, because Matt Jones, well, nice knowing you. He's a turd ferg. He's on, you know what car he's on, on, right? Hey, hey, guys. Uh, you guys over there, Bishop Bishop Ranky? Oh, no. Uh, D- David Cobb? Oh, no. David, David, Jeremy, Jeremy Langford, t- hey. Oh, no. Uh, room for Matt Jones over here? Yes, there is. Hop and on. I know that's not a smart car, so there's room for <laughs> one more. Um, and So there's that. Um, Jameson Crowder. I've been waiting for Jamison Crowder to like totally significantly take over the number two role. And it's like every time I think it's going to happen, then Pierre Garçon just pops his head in there and it's like, nah, I'm going to have an okay game. The good news on that is this is going to be Pierre Garçon's last year there. So it's fine. Jamison Crowder, I mean, he might not establish himself this year, but he is definitely the future of the number he, two. Guy we've been preaching. He's, right. again, he's a long term play. Absolutely. Good, good package deal in a dynasty trade to get in there for a long term play. Yep. Because, um, yeah, Pierre, Pierre Garçon, leave a date you. Uh, yes. What, what you uh, said. uh, Pierre Garçon, that's French, right? You see. I bid you adieu. Adieu. There you go. That's right, right? I'm like bilingual. You're like trilingual from oh. what I think I just picked up. Well, I'm so well traveled that that's what I do. <laughs> I go to other countries and I say, learn how to say goodbye. Um, Texans, Vikings, Vikings just keep winning. They're on bye this week. Uh, Brock Eisweiler, that turned out to be a great investment, right? Uh, what now? It's not, I mean, it's not horrible for the for the Texans. I think they're still kind of working him into the system a little bit. Um, for fantasy wise, it's it's not it's not Colonel Lamar Miller. Turn DeAndre Hopkins. Um, it DeAndre is definitely you know he's feeling it. Um, one guy that actually I did want to mention. Um, Bill O'Brien took over the play calling about two weeks ago, and ever since then, C.J. Fedorowicz has been a much much bigger part of the offense. Young receiver. Um, tight end. Young tight end, just in his third year. You know, that's kind of like the magic year. Um, he's getting involved. He saw eight targets this past week. Um, just a guy to keep an eye on. Or, you know, I do like I did. I I originally drafted him, and I didn't have room. I dropped him. and As did I. And this past week, I, I went and swooped him back up. Yeah, a nice little stash. I mean, yeah. if Bill Bryan can utilize this guy, right. then grab him. He, I, mean, I mean, he's getting involved. Eight targets. That's that says to me that he's getting involved. Um, so CJ Fedorowicz, guys. Yeah, I think I think you can go out and and pick him up, or at least you know throw him on your watch. Well, you don't like my jams. I don't like your jams. Yeah, I, I changed the page on my laptop here, and I obviously had the sound on, so I don't even know what jam that was. I don't either. But yeah, but the key there is targets. So again, and some people. You can, you say might look at you and go, oh, well, look at him just trying to, he has one good game, he's going to pick him up. Yeah, damn right I'm going to go pick him up because you don't know what one game could turn into five games. So, it's, again, it's good to be proactive, right? 
I mean, yeah, definitely. And it, and it's it was really the past two games, and and that's really right when Bill O'Brien took over. So I think Bill O'Brien's calling more plays that are going to get him involved going forward too. So. And then on the flip side of the ball, if you want to be proactive, like a nice little dynasty stash, Adam Thielen. Yeah. I mean, this guy comes in. He's the third-year receiver. Mm-hmm. He's just coming to his own. He's only 26 years old. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Min- you know, Minnesota the, Vikings, he filled in really nicely. Yeah, the Laquan Treadwell train is just never going to get going. There's no going to be a choo-choo rowing, rowing down those tracks. I mean, I don't know, man. They dropped this guy in the first round, and they're I don't know what is going on there. I mean, I know he's going to take a while to get you, you like utilized in the NFL, but this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Stephon Diggs gets hurt, and then... It's Thielen that comes in with eight targets for seven catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Grab him, stash him, because the number two receiver there still hasn't really established himself. It's definitely wide open, and um, yeah, Thielen's a, a good stash. Yeah, I mean, Charles Johnson, we thought, was you know in the preseason looked okay, and the first week he looked okay. He's he's took that nosedive. He's going back to reality where he's nothing there. Guys, um, guys don't we ever be tricked by Cordero public, public service announcement. Don't fall for Charles Johnson. He stinks. <laughs> Take off the beer goggles. Yeah. Oh, you look so pretty. No, he stinks, guys. Oh, Charles Johnson, you're so pretty. Mm-hmm. And you wake up in the morning like, oh, go! He's no good, man. No, he's no good. All right. He's not wife. He's not wifey material. No. So, I mean, do you would you, I mean Adam Thielen? He's worth a stash, right? I mean, I mean anybody that catch seven balls for 127 yards and a touchdown. You definitely throw him on the watch list. Um, he could establish himself in the next week or so if you know however long Stephon Diggs is out. Um, if he if he does another performance like this that he did this past week, he could definitely establish himself. So there you go. Uh, Sammy Coach, we mentioned earlier, has another big game. He's wide receiver number 11 on the year. We get this Pittsburgh game. Uh, Big plays, man. He's he he makes maddening drops, and I know it's too maddening for me. I can't handle it. I mean, like literally, he just did like a little crossing route, and Ben hit him directly in the hands, and he just dropped it going into the end zone, like a crossing route on the two yard line, and it just bounced off his hands. Like he's for, that kind of wide receiver for Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you own Sammy Coach, you're probably gonna start him at this point. He's a top. He's a wide receiver one at this point, and I know it's just because this this one game launched him into that category. But if he's going to be utilizing this offense, then his sketchiness, I mean, again, he caught six of 11 targets. This is, this is what he is. It is definitely what it is, but if he's going to continue to see 11 targets a game, he's going to continue to catch six of them. Yeah. And guess what? A lot of them are going to be for big plays. If this guy, if this guy can catch footballs, he'd be a top five receiver. He's got he just can't catch footballs. Immense physical gifts. Sands his hands. I think the biggest guy I'd want to talk about here is just be Jesse James. I mean, I feel like Jesse James has established himself established himself as the tight end for Pittsburgh. I, I think he's shown that he totally can be a tight agree. end going forward. Yep. Again, a guy, you know, right what you would expect out of a tight end in Pittsburgh. Eight targets, six catches, forty three yards, and a touchdown. And oh, big surprise. Big Ben's gonna target him in the end zone. I mean that like like that's his like MO, you know, like loves the tight ends in the end zone. It's all I mean they get into the end zone a lot, you know, into the red zone a lot, and they score a lot of touchdowns. So, of course, you're going to... Finally, win. one of these eight-foot-tall tight ends pans out. Right. And, of course, it's the one that goes to Pittsburgh, right? Why not, you Yeah. Know? So, I mean, but a lot of those guys have failed, and he's really come into his own where he has not failed. And I think now, coming, this is his second year, that you got at least, at the minimum, two more years of solid Jesse James production at tight end. Where some of that, like, again, will always be like a... Maybe he's tight end seven, tight end six, you know, around there. 
but I mean, really viable. I, I I think you probably got. I think you were off there. I think you probably got more time than a couple of years with with Jesse James as the the title. Oh no, I agree. I'm saying at the minimum, oh, like okay. he, right. that rookie contract, he's gonna he's gonna play it all out. So, I think he's a guy that they're gonna probably they're gonna lock. He's the type of guy that they're gonna lock up. Most likely, yes. But I'm just saying minimum. I right. agree with you. Yeah. Right. If, if it came off that, I I guess it does. I should have said, hey, they're probably gonna rely sign him. But he's the tight end in the future. I um, agree. I agree. Other side, we have two running back ones on Atlanta for that Broncos-Atlanta game. This is a team that has beat the defending Super Bowl champions with a great defense. They actually ran the ball on them pretty well. Tevin Coleman right now is a top 30 receiver. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Um, He's just so damn fast, man. He is good. He gets like a crease and no one can catch him. So, I mean, I just saw him take like a little slant pass and, and, and house it. So, I mean... For I think it was like the forty nine yard, forty nine yard pass play. It's ridiculous. Him and Devontae Freeman are both maintaining top nine running backs. They're top eight fantasy right. running backs. Running back one status. Two of them. Yeah. And I think Kevin Coleman fits in the category like we just mentioned Laquan Treadwell earlier, right? And how we've talked about this before too. Like after year one, yeah, why don't you go out and try and target Laquan Treadwell Treadwell for a seventeen second? Because sometimes that. Guys don't produce year one. People flip out. Tevin Coleman, you know, was a very late first, high second round pick. I know one of our last drafts of the season, I took him like the second pick in the second round. I was like, well, this is, I'm stealing here. And then here comes Devontae. Remember, Tevin Coleman was going to be the starter until he got a little banged up there. Right. Going for Atlanta. And then Devontae Freeman came in and tore it up and ended up being running back number one overall. They come back and we say, okay, we're doing a running back committee. We really think Tevin Coleman is good. We have to utilize this kid. And we're all like, well, you just had running back number one overall. What do you mean you got to utilize Tevin Coleman? This isn't going to hold up. Well, yeah, it's holding up. It's holding up pretty well. They're both playing amazing. They're not going to stop using them. No. So if it's, it's one of those situations where you can start both of these guys. Absolutely. Like if you handcuffed Tevin Coleman or Devontae Freeman with each other, then right throw, now, throw this year, in your lineup. you're good to go. Yep. I mean... Atlanta's offense is kicking off on all cylinders. Matt Ryan's a number one overall fantasy quarterback. Did you think you'd ever say after week five of a year that he's going to be the number one fantasy quarterback? No, man. I, I really didn't. I, I, thought, I thought Matt Ryan was going to be a guy that kind of just threw a bunch of picks every year, and he, w- he would put up numbers, but he would always you know kind of choke when, it, when you really needed him. And not this year. I mean, this year he's been yeah. he's been light. And not out. a huge game versus Denver, but that's expected because Denver's a really good defense, but still just enough to get by to be suitable. You know, with the one touchdown, two sixty-seven, mm-hmm. and still only really doing it with his two running backs and and Julio. Julio. Yeah, they got to get another receiver. Sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Sanu here and there, and that's it. <laughs> when you do that, I think of the Dave Chappelle skit when he said, <laughs> "I'll just sprinkle some crack on him." Yeah, nothing to see here, Bob. Make a little crack. What do you know? Um, moving on to another game here. Um, Bengals Cowboys. Bengals Cowboys. Zeke man. Elliott. I said again. I was like, hey man, I know it's crazy, but Zeke Elliott could finish as the number one fantasy running back this year. He's not number one, but if he keeps going at this pace, he's gonna make a push for it, right? I mean, he started the year a little bit slow, obviously. Um, so yeah, he's. I mean, he's ripped off a couple of really good games in a row here, and. He's awesome. I, I mean, he he's a he's a guy that got in the open field just like in college. He got in the open field and no one. Could he catch looks him. exactly like he does in college, which sometimes he it's really hard to did. see. Yeah, right? I mean, 
he, he busted through the line quick. He got through a, a nice, I mean, obviously the offensive line there is awesome. He got through a nice big hole and just housed it. 60-yard touchdown. He looked no different than he did in the, in the Buckeyes uniform. If, if our, could you say right now, ah, see, it's hard because it's still Dave, David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, me too. I think he's a better running back. Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell. Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, younger, no tarnish on him of, of any kind of right? drug testing. Yeah. So we're, we're here to say Ezekiel Elliott is? He'd be my number one guy. Number one overall dynasty running back. Yeah. I concur. Now, if you're going to say, oh, how can you sit over David Johnson? That's fine. Hey, hey, hey. I like Mike and Ike's. You like Hershey Kisses. That's fine. Yeah. Right. You can't go wrong with either one of them. But I disagree. I think you can go wrong with Hershey Kisses. I think you can't go wrong with Mike and Ike's. I'm saying they're both good candy. Mike and Ike's the greatest candy of all time. I'm not really sure about that. It's just my own opinion. Yeah, you know what they, they don't say about opinions? Yeah, mm-hmm. Everybody's got one. Most you can make people, sandwiches with them. Most people stink. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been say, I said that before the year. I remember I got on my podcast. Uh, I think I was here with you or by myself. And I said, listen, I'm going to say it. Zeke Elliott is my number one overall fit dynasty running back. And you might say it's Le'Veon. You may say it's Todd Gurley. And I made the case for Zeke. I like the case for Zeke. Me too. We'll put it that way. He is numero uno. Speaking of good quality, Dak Prescott. Do you, if I ask you right now, blind, because I know you're not looking at the stats. Uh-huh. Where is Dak Prescott when it comes to fantasy quarterbacks overall? Where is this? This is a guy that didn't even start week one. Uh, where is he at in he, points? He did start week one. Okay, well, Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. Where is he at fantasy-wise? Uh, <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say he's been putting up pretty solid numbers. I have him in my one league. Um, he's probably nine, ten. He is number seven. Seven, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Got a question for you. Who is, who's got more fantasy points? I'm going to ask you this. Uh, Dak Prescott or, let me just look here, Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees just had a bye. Yeah? So it's Dak Prescott. Okay. Or about Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Nope, Dak Prescott. Seriously? Aaron Rodgers is QB number 10. Wow. Dak Prescott is QB number 7. Now, of course, Rodgers has had a bye as well. Yeah, yeah. He's been putting up solid, um, like, just about 20 points a game. Except for his first game, I think I think he only scored like twelve or thirteen. Good old Jerry's out there saying, "Hey, when Tony Romo comes back, Dak's our quarterback." And I just look at him, I was like, "Well, Jerry, why would you do that? You know, I mean, Dak Prescott doesn't need two games off for Tony to get hurt again. Why would you just leave him in there?" Um, wait, what? Tony Romo's gonna get hurt when he goes back. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, yes, oh, yes, my he collarbone is. is broken again, me... or my vertebrae is sprained, or. I don't. I, I My be, thumb fell off. I don't understand why they would go back at this point to Tony Romo other than, you know, to open up some of their deeper passing game stuff that they're not really utilizing with Prescott right now. But, but what does it matter? You're winning games. And who cares who's involved as long as you're winning the games? And, I mean, he's putting up good numbers anyway. I mean, I, just, I don't think they need to go back to Romo personally. He's not turning the ball over. I wouldn't go back. Why mess with your 4-1? Right, exactly. Right? You're... I understand he's your franchise quarterback. I mean, he was your franchise quarterback. This guy's been hurt. He hasn't been there for you for years. He hasn't won anything for you whatsoever. You got this r- rookie ride to hot hand. Exactly. Right? Romo's done some good things, but Dak is really progressing nicely, and I would stick with him personally. I agree. Um, Buffalo game, Sean McCoy still looks really good. I know we liked him going to the year. Receiver-wise, it's just, eh. Until Sam, Sammy comes back. Yeah. That whole thing's just a disaster over there. And then on the Rams size, again, you have Todd Gurley and there's nothing else to even talk about, right? It's, you have Todd Gurley getting 
totally like eight, nine men stacked in the box. So he's not getting any running room. Case Keenum is, you know, he's, he is what he is. He's a backup quarterback, but he's being forced to start. So, I mean, you're not going to get any pre- really good production from any of these guys. Nope, nope. So uh, let's move on. Yeah, Bill, uh, Chargers, Raiders, lots of young talent here. Melvin Gordon still looks pretty good. Um, yes, he does. Out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see a little bit more of him running the ball a little bit better. Okay. Uh, Melvin Gordon, but I don't blame that all on him. They have offensive line issues. They definitely do. Uh, the receivers aren't doing terrific, but... Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin are both viable options. Both having solid years. Um, both are startable on the year. I mean, Tyrell Williams is wide receiver 17. Travis Benjamin's wide receiver 18. Tyrell, I mean, Tyrell Williams is doing basically what I, exactly what I thought he was going to do. He's filling in for Keenan Allen. He's not getting the amount of targets that Keenan would. I mean, Keenan was like a target monster, but um, he's making the most, and he's doing the big plays that I thought he was going to be doing. Hunter Henry, you mentioned earlier, glad you drafted him. We said, I know, and now I know this for a fact, we were the only Dynasty site out there, and we were the only fantasy, Dynasty podcast out there saying, you, okay, I don't want to say this for a fact because I don't listen to every single Dynasty podcast, okay. so I don't know for a fact. But I am almost guaranteed. I know we're the only ones that I've heard out there, because I know we got it on Twitter, too, saying, oh, why, are you sure it's Hunter Henry in the first? We had him as, in the first round, a 12th or 11th pick. Yeah, well, we were the we were doing all those uh, the mock drafts and everything, and I and I I specifically remember saying, "Listen, Hunter Henry is going to start creeping up draft boards because we had him in, like the the high second, and I was like, by the end of this process, he's going to be creeping in the first round, or at least he should be." At the end of the process, exactly where we had him. Yep. Every time we tweet out our rankings, we had Henry, and they're like, "Oh, you have uh Derek Henry in there twice," and we're like, "No, that's Hunter Henry." Right. And they're like, "Oh, you guys have Hunter Henry in the first? And like, yeah, he's gonna he's the number one over tight end. He's going to a good offense that utilizes a tight end. And he's athletic. He's a pretty decent tight end. Right. And sure enough, I have now we're not crown I'm not crowning him now. No, absolutely not. But I love what I see. I love his athleticism and I love his speed. He's big and he's fast. I like him in this offense. He did great when obviously when Gates was out, and even this this week when Gates came back, he was still able to break a fifty nine yard catch and run it that wasn't a thing where he caught a 59 yard pass he caught a short pass and ran i watched the whole play 50, develop yeah, for yeah. 59 I mean, he yards. got up there up the right seam and just yeah. got up there and got past some defenders and the kid looks good he looked good last week uh and this is a guy that we remember it takes a couple of years for tight ends i think hunter henry's season of is going to be one step ahead of that game i think hunter henry's gonna be a very viable option in 2017 i totally and agree. somebody where now, I do like next year's 17. We talk about the running backs and the receivers a lot as well. Next year's tight end class is going to have some very soluble, very valuable options there. Absolutely. Again, they're going to get pushed back because of the value at running back and then where the value at receiver is going to be. Really good value at tight end next year. That being said, I'd still be willing to go up a 17 second to get Hunter Henry. Absolutely. I mean, yes, absolutely. I got him. I mean, I got him at the end of round one in both my. Uh... Both my leagues, and I'm so happy. And I liked it, and I meant that's something I condemn. I didn't condemn. I recommended along with you. Every time you made a pick, I'm like, I like that pick. I mm-hmm. like Hunter Henry, and I think I would love to go back and listen to some of those podcasts and see exactly what we said because I know it was something along those lines of saying most people would disagree here, and I know we backed up why we would take him. Oh, I mean, yeah. and in such a weak draft class, he's really showing it's going to be good value. I still like Austin Hooper and Tyler Higby on that draft class as well. Yep, those are, those are like really the two other guys. Hunter Henry solidifies himself. 
from what I've seen, the tape that I've watched, everything I hoped to see out of him in the NFL is already translated. We're in week five, and I like what I see. I mean, he's learning also from one of the best. I mean, Antonio Gates dude, Correct. is there, is kind of hands-on teaching him, so that's awesome. And I mean, I'm I'm I probably wait now after this week. It's not a good weekend to move, but he's somebody even in the off season. I might try and make a move for if you need a young tight end, if you got Gates or if you got an older tight end, or you're just not happy with your tight end, which is the easy thing to do in oh, fantasy yeah. football. Oh yeah, I think Hunter Henry's the guy to go get. Yep. As much as I love like OJ Howard coming out next year, OJ's the man. Hunter Henry's the guy yep. I want to go get this year, who's again one step ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, other side of the ball. Uh, I was excited to see DeAndre Washington come, you know, come in because I thought, hey, I'm ready to watch him on tape. I'm ready to see what he can do. I want to see him here. Um, end up getting nine carries, 23 yards, nothing impressive. Still like that would see how Jalen Richard, his catching ability. Absolutely, man. That guy, um, he's gonna, he can be, remain valuable just because he's catching so many passes, even when our our friend Latavius Murray gets back. Yeah, I mean DeAndre Washington caught some balls too. Mm-hmm. I. Same thing. We preached that Latavius was not long in the tooth for Oakland. Just his running style, he's going to get hurt. He's just not overly all great running back. I is still the, think they're running backs in the future. I was going to say, this is another team where I could definitely see them drafting a, a guy next year. You know, DeAndre Washington, it, it's, a, it's a two-headed monster that you're going to want to pay attention to. DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard. Who's going who's gonna to be the last one standing? Because still, DeAndre Washington caught the ball well, too. Not as good as Richard. Richard, pretty quick, catches the ball well. Mm-hmm. I like what I've seen. I actually started him in a flex spot this week. Mm, tricky. Yeah, and it, it was. And I started him over a couple of the guys that were better options. But I was like, you know what? Versus San Diego this week, I like this to kind of be of a shootout. I like Richard out there. I think he's going to catch some footballs. Because DeAndre Washington, like, that was out there. Right. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I think Richard's going to come in here and catch some footballs. And, and there he is. I was hoping for a touchdown. I didn't get it. But still, the six catches, 66 yards, I came away with those 12 points there. And then I got the uh, three point three for the thirty one rushing yards, so fifteen point game. Really happy of that. Yeah, that's that's. Nice I had a for, flex play for, for some bye weeks. Right. Yeah, I was really happy with that. So that's something we monitor that situation. Uh, down at the bottom of the games here, we get to the Giants Packers. Nothing to really go over this game really too much. No, Eli, Eli Mann's terrible. Yeah, Odell finally scored a touchdown. The Kardashian curse must have been lifted somehow. Yeah, it's coming here to Cleveland. Chloe Kardashian, Dan uh, Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Where's Eli Manning in quarterback rankings on a year? Uh, what number is he? Oh, bad. Uh, 21. 23. 23. He's barely a quarterback, too. That was right off the top of my head. He's barely a quarterback. To Blaine Gabbert, who's no longer started as quarterback, 17. Yeah. Eli Manning is quarterback, 23. Eli Manning's playing terrible this year. That's just the bottom line. He's such an up-and-down fantasy quarterback, isn't Absolutely, he? Absolutely, man. I hate guys. The best ability... It's reliability. Reliability or yeah. availability. It's well, that's Bill, that's Bill Parcells. Rich <laughs> Dotson's quote is the best ability is reliability. All right. Um, Bucks, Panthers, let's wrap it up with these guys. Uh, Derek Anderson comes in. He just completely bombs. I didn't watch this game admittedly because I was watching my Cleveland Indians yeah, roll nice. the Boston Red Sox to move on to the ALCS Woo. in a sweep. Roll try. See you later, big poopy. Oh, I love the Indians so much. I love this team. If we win the World Series this year after the Cavs win the championships 2016, and if you don't know, the area code in Cleveland is 216. So if you drop the zero in 2016, it's 216. It's all coming together. This is going to be the greatest year of my life. Cheers. It's been 2016. It's been, a, you know, Dyson Nerds took a big step this year. The podcast took a big step. Our sports teams have taken a huge step. It's like I saw this funny picture today. It had like, 
these two hot chicks and then this like eh, just like not so hot chick instead you know calves indians oh browns, browns. <laughs> um so i didn't watch this game because i was watching indians i i, I didn't I yeah and i guess another note too as well um just going forward for these indians games if the indians play on a tuesday night we're probably gonna have the podcast on a Wednesday night or that's, a Monday. That's night. a very good public service announcement. I, I just want to throw that out there now because, yeah, you won't ever see me missing. I will not be missing game. a game either. So, yep. Just a little public service announcement. I'm sorry. I love baseball too. I'll be going to yeah. I'll be going to some games too. So yeah, and if you live in Chicago, I want to know if the Cubs and Indians play. Hook a brother up. <laughs> hook a brother up. I really. I'm going to Wrigley. Wrigley. I've never been to Wrigley. I'm going to the World Series game in Chicago. So if you want to meet up and have some beers and you live in Chicago and that happens, we can meet up because I'm going to a game there. Heck yeah. There's a good uh, Red Ivy is a good like Cleveland kind of. I know it's a Brownsbacker bar. Okay. It's right there. I think I've been there before. It's right there in Wrigleyville. Um, I've never actually been inside the stadium, but I've been to some rooftop bars across, or like rooftop bars across the street. I've been which, there as well. Yeah, awesome. They had like never stadium, been the stadium. stadium seating and everything uh-huh. in front of them. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I've never uh, been inside Wrigley. Mm-hmm. I've never had, I'm not a Cubs fan and right. I, I don't really get into like, Oh, well, I gotta go to Wrigley. I, I'll make their, I'll make, I'm like, I'll make my way there when the Indians play in the world series. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One step closer. Eight more wins. Eight more, man. And we're there. So I didn't watch this game. Eight more. And we're champions. Um, you know, again, we talked about Jack was Rogers look good. Mike T- wallet, Mike Evans. I'm sorry. This is my biggest discount. My biggest concern about Evans going into the year was my concern last year. It's a guy that sees a lot of targets, but when he can't come down with the ball a mm-hmm. lot, still seeing more than that. 12 yards, 12 targets, six catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Again, heavily targeted, and that's where the production comes 12, into yeah, effect. 12 targets, six catches. Um, yep, I'm still, I like Mike Evans. He's a top 12 dynasty startup player, um, but I would consider moving Mike Evans. I'd be like, if I, like, for a guy that's high, I'd consider another guy that I really am confident in that's just as high. Oh, I, I, I could move on from Mike Evans as well if, if the price was right, if it was the right trade. And Greg Olson just dominated as well. Nine catches, 181 yards. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Cameron Spain had two touchdowns. He looked good too. Yep. So um, that's it. This is an extremely long episode. Right? True statement. Um, I want to thank all the guys. Last week we mentioned, hey, we made a big service announcement, announcement but like, we want to do something about giving back that we were asking for help. We want to do something with the website. We want to get more writers. We want to take the podcast to another level. And we also want to take the website to another level. So we asked everybody, hey, you know, could you donate a dollar a month? We have the donate page up on there on the website. Some of you guys took advantage of that, and we appreciate it. There's a, one guy in particular, uh, Jason Tewus. I, I, I didn't want to say his name because I can't pronounce his last name. He gave a generous donation. So, Jason, I just want to say to you personally, Thank you. Thank but you also, so much. Yep. Yeah. Personally, thank you. Every single one. Everybody that just gave a dollar. Everyone. It all I, matters. I yep. thank you just as much. And again, so we're trying to figure out how we can do this where we can give back as well. Because right now, we're going to take this money. We're just going to save it until we can figure out what to do with it for the podcast. Obviously, we didn't get enough donations to really do anything, even really think about doing anything big. But we want to make this pot grow so we can figure out about getting a soundboard for the podcast. Hiring more writers and doing, making sure we can get more rankers as well. Because I think that comes into effect as well, like the the rankings where we want to make sure we have like five or six guys that we could pay to do the rankings Absolutely. every yep. single week to make sure that when you're checking ADP and you're checking trades, what do these guys think? What's the average out here? So that's something we want to do, do, do. I know Brandon Penny, one of our writers, reached out to me um, about doing rankings, so I'm going to get him on board as well. 
I really want to update the rankings mm-hmm. a lot as well. And we do that with your help. And we decided, Matt and I talked about it over some beers over my birthday weekend, that we're going to call, <clears throat> call all the contributors a part of the Nerd Herd. It's one of our podcast listener league's names. So to join the Nerd Herd, all you got to do is donate a dollar a month. It's that simple. There you go. That will qualify you to be in the Nerd Herd. If you make a $1, a $12 donation uh, one time, that qualifies you for 12 months. If you make a $10 donation, um, it's a round number, it'll qualify you for 10 months. Sure. So, something along those lines. Yeah, if you yeah. make a $5 to qualify you for five months. Um, and if you don't say you donate three, $3 a month, well, that's going to get your name in the hat three times out of the, out of the group. Um, cause there are some people that I know, like we always mentioned Colleen, one of our favorite listeners who's really active with the site and podcast. Like she's always donated $3 right. a month to the site. Right. So what we want to do is for that nerd herd and start it off right now, once a month. And the more we come in, we'll start doing it once every two weeks, maybe once a month where we kind of figure out a way to give back to the people contributing and give them an option to get something back. And this month, after the month is over, we're, we're the first thing we're going to do off the top of our heads is a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. So at the end of the month, you have up to the month to join the Nerd Herd. And all you got to do, like I said, is just make that dollar donation once a month. That qualifies you to get in there. First, at the end of the month, we're going to announce a winner just out of that select group, just random drawn, probably a random number generator. Right. And we're right. going to give away a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. And then after that, as it grows next week, next month, maybe we'll give away something else. Right. Well, it's not maybe we are going to give away. We're going to give else. away something. Yeah. We just haven't figured out um, what the prizes are going to be exactly. And again, this is all raw. It's new. But one thing I can promise is we're going to make it sweet. We're yeah. going to make it awesome. We're going to make it fun. It's going to be something where you're proud, like not proud, but you're like, one, you're helping out the site. Because that's the number one goal is like not to get, a, to get this money to come in, just give it all back to everybody. But a, a chunk of that, too, like I said, none of this money is going to us. It's going to the website and to the podcast. So, it also should go back to you guys because you guys are everything. So we got to take some of this and give it back to you guys. As, like I said, somebody's going to win a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt at the end of the month. We'll pull it. So up until now, we'll preach it at the end of every show. If you, anytime you get in there, it's on the donate page. Lock yourself in for that dollar. You can become a winner and get a free shirt. We'll ship it out to you. And next month, we'll think of another prize. And then maybe as we try and figure out how this goes, as a Nerd Herd grows, at the end of the year, we'll do like a grand prize Nerd Herd prize amazing something cool. i'll fly you out here and you can go to a browns game with me uh that'd probably be pretty expensive it sounds like torture as well listen man you gotta sleep on the couch because we can't afford a hotel <laughs> for you unless the donations are really good i have a nice couch yeah you, yeah, you actually have a really It'd be nice in the summertime couch. we come early yeah. we could hang out in the pool drink some beers talk dynasty fantasy football jeez oh, i don't think my wife would like that no. Wait, who's coming to our house? Oh, just some random <laughs> listener of the podcast some random guy listen babe babe he won a prize He's going to crash with us for just a week. It's just a weekend. It's just a weekend. He, it's not Be even a whole cool. week. Babe, it's not even a whole weekend. He's flying in Friday night. He's leaving Sunday. So he's only here for like technically two nights. We're going to a Browns game. And this is just some guy that's listening to the podcast. No, it's a girl that listens to our podcast. <gasps> How dare you? So, yes, the main point is, again, <laughs> help out the website. We appreciate it. We do. Sign up. But, again, we're going to make it worth your while where you get some interest in this well. Join the Nerd Herd and win Dynasty Nerd T-shirt. And if you can't win one, buy one of those bad boys. Absolutely. Help the site that way. Help the site. Get on iTunes. Give us a rating review. We've only had one rating review in the last month. If you're like, oh, my God, I'm never lucky. I'm not going to win that. Just buy a shirt. Just buy a shirt, and Just then you're lucky. Just buy a shirt, then Watch bam, how lucky you get afterwards. Make your own luck. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your luck's going to be turning all. Hey, listen. Ever since I've been wearing my Dynasty Nerd shirt, I can't be stopped. <laughs> Duh, winning. Look at, look at Cavs. All of a sudden, I'm wearing my Dynasty Nerd shirt. The Cavs win a championship. Indians are probably going to win a World Series. 
And the Browns are going to end up with the first pick in the draft, and you're going to get the franchise quarterback finally. Oh, my gosh. 216. In the meantime, if you have any fantasy questions or dynasty questions going forward for the rest of the week, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you're getting DynastyNerds.com every single way for uh, every day for our great articles. I know Tim Torch. Uh, you can follow him at TimFL. He's been up every week, Tuesday, the waiver wire pickups. They're fantastic. We'll be back next week going into week number seven. Picking them up and dropping them down. The season's almost Man. over. Hey, but we're that much closer to talking about these rookies. That's right. Giggity, giggity, goo. Can't wait for my championship. <laughs> Cracker, please. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Later. Bye.